Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey, friends. Welcome to episode 454 of the My One, Two, Three Cents podcast. My name is Kevin Huntsberger, and I am doing something different for the first time really ever, but technically episode 420, 420 of the podcast with my guest Rob Van Dam was a video version. So I am recording this uh, as a video and audio podcast for the first time, just experimenting and testing some things out to see how it goes. So when I am able to do that, I'm going to start trying to incorporate more video content on the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this video, you already know the YouTube channel exists. If you are listening on the audio, go check out the video version, not necessarily of this podcast, but some other video content that I've been putting out there. Uh, I've done a lot of short form video in the form of shorts, uh, a minute or less, just to try to kind of boost a little bit of the interaction and engagement over on YouTube. But I also understand that some people do like long form videos. So that's why I'm testing this out and gonna see how it works because I know other successful podcasters have gone with both video and audio versions of their shows, maybe dissecting them into smaller clips. And while you're here on YouTube, or if you're listening uh, on the audio on jitterymonkey.com or wherever your favorite podcasting app happens to be, check out that episode 420 with Rob Van Dam. I recorded it last year right before Thanksgiving. I think it was the night before Thanksgiving. Um, I had been counting down to episode 420 for a while and had reached out to RVD several times and uh, finally, in the final weeks of all of that, he agreed uh, to be the guest on the podcast. So I encourage you to check that out. Uh, if you are an RVD fan, we talked for about 40 minutes about wrestling, about uh, the use of marijuana and its role in, in society and in wrestling. So it's a very engaging conversation. So again, <clears throat> I encourage you to check that out and take a look on the My One Two Three Cents YouTube channel or in the archives of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. Again, that is episode 420. Also want to remind you that the My One Two Three Cents wrestling figure drive is underway. I do have a few items donated so far. And again, just getting an early start, have a lofty goal, a hefty goal of 300 uh, action figures or wrestling related toys. So again, pick something up if you are local in Southern Illinois. Uh, Castle Perilous in Carbondale, Illinois is a drop-off point this year. You can also reach out to me and I can make arrangements to meet you somewhere and pick them up. If you don't live around here and want to ship something, order from Amazon. I can give you my uh, my mailing address. I know that uh, some folks have done that in the past as well. Or just shooting me a Venmo uh, and I can give you those details as well. And I will go out and shop and buy uh, toys, wrestling toys. Um, I go to Ollie's in West Frankfurt, Illinois. 
uh, it's uh, a great place to pick up a lot of figures at a discounted rate. So again, if you are so inclined to make a donation, you can do it now. I'm going to keep it open through uh, the end of the year, obviously, till December when those toys have to be collected. Stride Pro Wrestling also offering to be a drop-off point. And I know that this Saturday on August 5th, I believe that's Saturday's date, uh, they're back in Carterville. So check out and support Stride Pro Wrestling uh, at any opportunity that you get for that. Of course, the My123 social media uh, and my personal branding, my personal social media, uh, Kevin Huntsberger, pretty much across the board. You can search and find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, um, Twitter, and now Threads. So, and of course, there's always Facebook as well. But the My123 Cents brand on many of those platforms as well. Um, this week, I am talking about the Intercontinental Championship. And I uh, really hadn't thought about giving this topic much thought until I saw a post by WWE a couple of days ago, um, kind of ranking or rating the longest reigning title runs for the Intercontinental Championship. And I did not realize that the macho man, Randy Savage himself, the guy on my shirt, the guy here in my hands, this LJN figure, was one of the longest reigning Intercontinental Champions of all time. And I knew he had held it for over a year, beating Tito Santana back in 1986 for the belt and dropping it, of course, to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania III. Um, and it was just over a year, 413 days that he held the title. I believe he won it in February of 86 and dropped it in March of 87. A very lengthy run, but again, this was the era where it was being defended more on the house show circuit than on TV. Uh, or in, if it was on TV, it was in squash matches. I'm bringing this up because we're on the cusp of perhaps a new record being set because beating the Macho Man's record of 413 days just the other day, Gunther, who is the current WWE Intercontinental Champion, he has held that belt now. Uh, as we're recording this, recording this on Sunday, July 29th, I'm sorry, Sunday, July 30th, um, Gunther has held the belt 415 days. Now, he is just uh, less than 10 days now shy of Pedro Morales' record of, or second place record of 424 days as Intercontinental Champion. Now, Gunther um, is really eyeballing this guy right here, the honky-tonk man, who now holds the record, continues to hold the record, has held the record for 35 years. Honky Tonk Man has been the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion at 453 days. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about the Intercontinental Championship. Belts in general, should records like this be broken? That's kind of the, the genesis of this week's episode. And, and because I'm trying out this new format, probably not going to go terribly long into this conversation, but I do want to engage you. I want you to become involved in the conversations. And if you ever want to be a guest on the podcast sometime, we can make that happen as well and, and have a conversation, uh, a, maybe even a, a, a opposing viewpoint. You know, I know sometimes people get on these platforms and they are contrarian just to be contrarian, just to stir up controversy. I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm just not uh, looking to stir up stuff. But I, I, I do have some strong opinions on some things involved in wrestling. And I think this one may be a controversial take. I'm not sure because I don't watch the product week in and week out. Uh, I've said it on the podcast multiple times. I, Since cutting the cable cord uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, 
I'm getting most of my wrestling. I do watch the premium live events. I'll watch SummerSlam, uh, which I believe is happening actually next weekend. And I should have looked to see who Gunther is defending, if they've even announced it. I don't think they've announced a championship match. My gut tells me he's going to face Drew McIntyre. And if Drew McIntyre wins the belt, then this is all a, a moot point. And I don't know that he even, Gunther that is, passes uh, Pedro's record of 424 days. I would have to sit and do the math real quick here and I'm gonna just keep rolling with this and, and moving forward. So uh, there is the potential that this conversation in a week is is a, a moot point because I believe SummerSlam is on Saturday as well. Um, but should it come to an end? I really thought at WrestleMania, uh, Gunther and um, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus had one of the best matches on the card. It was a hard-hitting, all-out, ass-kicking contest. And I thought that night that Sheamus was going to walk out with the Intercontinental Championship because that is the one belt that they've kind of talked about and how it has eluded him. And sometimes when they... This is what I love about WWE because some fans are, oh, it's so predictable, you know, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But they throw in those things from time to time where it keeps you guessing. You don't know for sure what's going to happen because... The way they were kind of painting that Intercontinental Championship match, uh, that triple threat match with Sheamus and, and McIntyre facing off against Gunther, was because Sheamus hadn't had that belt, um, was this going to be his opportunity to walk out as Intercontinental Champion? And then this conversation obviously wouldn't be happening today had that happened. I felt like maybe even at the Royal Rumble, you know, Gunther goes the whole way, uh, ends up in there against Cody Rhodes, the, the winner of the Rumble. Um, I thought there might be big things in store for him. There was kind of a tease with, with Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm glad they didn't go that route. I think that uh, they've done a good job of building Gunther. I just never really got into him as Walter in NXT or NXT UK. Um, and even as, as on the main roster in, in WWE uh, with the name change and stuff, the character has not necessarily caught me, uh, made me a fan or overly impressed me. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm kind of like indifferent to him breaking the record, actually preferring him to not break Honky Tonk Man's record because, and here's a whole nother sidetrack. Honky Tonk Man, big time fan of the guy, love the guy. Loved the character back when he when he debuted in 86 and came in as a babyface. Um, and then when he turned heel and, and went with Jimmy Hart as his manager, he won the Intercontinental Championship. Now, I think I would have rather seen Ricky Steamboat hold the belt a little longer before dropping it. But I get that there was behind-the-scenes stuff and, and we as fans don't always understand what's going on behind the scenes. So I didn't have a problem with Honky Tonk Man. In fact, I loved Honky Tonk Man being the Intercontinental Champion and then tack on the fact that he becomes the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion holding that title until SummerSlam, the very first SummerSlam uh, 35 years ago when the Ultimate Warrior beat him. And I thought that was a good move too. I thought that that really propelled Warrior, but then Honky Tonk Man just dropped uh, pretty quickly as far as he was one of those chicken shit champions. You know, he was he was the heel that would would scurry and and run away and do what it took to save his title. And that's I think that's what appealed to me about him. I guess I don't know, but I just really felt like with Honky, 
you know, getting in there with guys like Randy Savage, who, again, if you're going by that predictability factor, Savage all day should have been the Intercontinental Champion. And I know there have been stories and whatnot. And by the way, Honky Tonk Man has been a guest on the podcast as well. But for some reason, I noticed a couple of months ago that Honky Tonk Man has blocked me and I, I, on Twitter. And I, do, I have no idea why, because I've never said anything but high praise for Honky Tonk Man. Uh, again, he's been a guest on the podcast. I've met him twice, uh, once at a WrestleCon event. And then the very first wrestler I ever met was the Honky Tonk Man in 1997. I talk more about that in a story time here uh, on the podcast as well. So we, uh, you know, I actually think I still have his phone number too, but I, I don't know why I got blocked. And, and if for some reason, somehow, some way he sees this or sees this clip, Honky, let me know, man. What did I do? I apologize um, in advance for anything I said that may have been uh, interpreted as as negative towards you. But I've always been a fan of the Honky Tonk Man and, and feel like he should keep the record as being the longest reigning intercontinental champion. While I think that it's important to establish new superstars and new legacies and build off of that, there are some traditions I like to see kept um, you know, we, we lost the Undertaker streak. Uh, you know, Chad, my buddy Chad, Smart and I were at WrestleMania 30 when the Undertaker streak came to an end. It was Brock Lesnar. Um, I think if anybody was going to end the streak, that was the right way to do it. And then Brock goes on this incredible monster run. Um, but again, I, I, I wasn't overly excited that they ended the streak, but I understand that sometimes those things must come to an end. We saw that happen with Demolition. You know, I loved Demolition as tag team champions. They were the longest reigning tag team champions for a long time. And then I believe the New Day, which another team that I absolutely love and, and think very highly of. Um, and then very recently, the New Day's record was eclipsed by the Usos, another tag team that I, I would say once the whole... Uh, storyline with the bloodline came into play. I became bigger fans of the Usos. Those guys were just kind of there for me. I didn't really, uh, but always respected their abilities, respected their lineage, respected their heritage. Um, and definitely now their role uh, in WWE and in the history of WWE, how long, the, you know, just the longevity alone deserves a tip of the cap to uh, the Usos, and, and they are the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. Honky continues to be the longest reigning uh, intercontinental champion, and I think Bruno San Martino will go down as the longest reigning WWE champion of all time. Um, I, you know, back in the 80s, and even into the early 90s, I think it was easier to have those long reigning championship records established and, and set. Um, partly because I know that they were being defended on the house show circuit and sometimes there were cameras there capturing matches and stuff, but it wasn't like it is today, you know, every week. And, and for the last 25 years or more, you know, fans have been conditioned since 95 with, with the advent of uh, Monday Nitro. We've been conditioned to get those uh, main event, those pay-per-view quality matches week in and week out. And, you know, when I was a kid growing up, you know, if Savage was on Superstars, that was a treat. And he was wrestling, you know, um, a Paul Roma or a Brooklyn Brawler or a Mario Mancini. You know, he was not in there against 
the Honky Tonk Man per se, or Hulk Hogan, or uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You get those matches very far and few between, but you know, now with Nitro, or you know, when Nitro comes along and, and Raw, even in the early days of Raw, it was a lot of, uh, you know, I don't want to say complete enhancement matches, but it was more, uh, you knew that Shawn Michaels was going to beat Max Moon most likely. Until we got the Razor Ramon and 1-2-3 Kid match, or Kid match at that time. But I'm digressing and going down completely other rabbit holes, and I apologize for that. I'm trying to stay focused on the Intercontinental Championship, or at least these records as we see them become established and then as they break. And, you know, that's part of, I guess, part of growing up and, and getting older, you know. Uh, wrestling today is not being created for a 50-year-old man, which is what I am. I'm not... Uh, the target audience. I'm not the target demographic. I get that. And, and it, it shows in my viewership as well. I still love the product. I still like watching. Um, I still like creating content revolved around wrestling. And I like the nostalgia more. And I think that's part of this is hanging on to that nostalgia. Because if we look at those last or the current four longest reigning intercontinental championship reigns, we've got Randy Savage, whose reign came to an end in 1987. We've got Gunther, who is the current Intercontinental Champion. We've got Pedro Morales, whose Intercontinental title reign ended the second reign. And I'm not sure if this was his first reign or his second reign, but it ended in the mid-80s, the early to mid-80s. You know, I, I believe it was when he dropped the belt to the Magnificent Morocco. Um, and then you've got the Honky Tonk Man, whose title reign came to an end 35 years ago. So that's the next closest reign, which is the longest. It was 35 years ago that that run was established. And then, of course, we went through the Attitude Era and the titles, all the titles, were like hot potato. And and that's when it really did feel more like a prop. But I think that was that crash TV and our attention spans. Um, and I think fans today, society today, we want that instant gratification. That's why we stream and we watch Netflix and we watch, we binge watch, you know, 10 episodes of a new show uh, over the course of a weekend, instead of waiting week in and week out for those long, you know, season premieres and season finales and those cliffhangers, we don't have that like we did uh, back in the 80s. And, and again, I'm not saying that that's necessarily better, but that's what we grew up on as uh, us Gen Xer wrestling fans. We grew up on those cliffhangers. We grew up on having to wait, having to wait when uh, Honky Tonk Man comes out and attacks someone on Superstars in May or June. We have to wait now until SummerSlam, until August, for the payoff to happen. You know, you may have a confrontation on the Brother Love Show or on Piper's Pit between two superstars, uh, but there was very little physical action going on. You know, Saturday Night's main event would be about the closest we would get to a, uh, you know, pay-per-view quality show. Um, and I really miss those days. I, I, I do. And I feel like, though, that, you know, it is part of the whole torch passing process. And even if Gunther passes Pedro Morales and passes the Honky Tonk Man's record, these guys still will go down in history as being memorable and, and great champions. And I know that, you know, Honky Tonk Man may have been polarizing at times to fans. He may have been that... Uh, human fast forward button as some say but I think he got a lot of heat I think that he was at great you know when he attacked Randy Savage on Saturday night's main event back when Hulk Hogan came out and made the save and we saw that really development of the the mega power so honky-tonk man played a big role 
in that storyline as well and, and helping to get that established and get that started. He put his hands on Elizabeth and, you know, fans just were so mad and so irritated and wanted to see him get his butt kicked week in and week out going in and, and facing off with Jake the Snake Roberts, you know, on on the house show circuit or on Saturday night's main event. Uh, we'd get some of those matches from, from time to time as well. So again, uh, I think that records are great. And, and I guess in some cases, eventually they are meant to be broken. Um, this will be a significant one. Again, it's, we're coming up on 35 years. So, uh, as I'm looking at this, we're at 4:15. Um, again, as recording on Sunday afternoon, um, and we're looking at uh, doing some quick math here. 53 minus uh, 15 is what 38. So 38 days away from breaking or tying that record, and then I guess 39 days from from beating that record. The only thing that stands in the way right now, I think, is SummerSlam and, and whether. They decide, they being WWE, decides to go with a new champion. Um, you know, do we break the record for the sake of breaking the record? Is Gunther the right guy to break that record? You know, he's proven himself. I feel like he's an established star now. Uh, but to me, he's still kind of missing a little of that it factor. But again, I'm not watching week in and week out. So other fans, let me know. What are your, your opinions? What are your thoughts? What are your one, two, three cents on Gunther and on these Intercontinental Championship records uh, as they stand and, and other championship records? I know Roman Reigns, the big deal, being that thousand plus day uh, champion right now. And they've added so many new uh, conditions to the titles, the universal title, the, the title that Seth Rollins holds. I'm not even sure what that's called at this point. And then the WWE Championship, you know, should there... Should there be one overall champion? Is Seth Rollins on the same page and the same level, the same playing field as Roman Reigns? Is his championship regarded and considered to be a little higher? I, I, these are all questions that uh, sometimes I wish uh, I had a, a regular co-host that we could could explore and, and do these kinds of things. And it, you know, I, I say that, and then I say that I record when I can and, and when I have a, a few. A uh, little bit of free time, so you know, I'm I'm trying things here. I'm experimenting with the podcast and with getting co-host or guest and and whatnot, and so we'll play it by ear and and see how things go. But again, uh, bottom line for me is Gunther is great. He is already at number three. So even if he were to lose the championship on Raw this week or on SmackDown, and again that shows you, I'm not even sure what what program he is on. Uh, but if he loses the championship this week, he's still number three. And in some great company with Hall of Famers, Honky Tonk Man, Pedro Morales, and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. So I feel like I've talked about the Macho Man a lot. Should do an impression. Oh yeah, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, the number four Intercontinental Champion, the cream of the crop, but Gunther, Oh, you beat me out, brother, but that's okay because the Macho Man is still number four, and four is better than a lot of other numbers. Dig it? Yeah. So I won't subject you to a Honky Tonk Man impersonation, but I do encourage you, if you are on YouTube watching this, subscribe to this channel. I'll have other content. Uh, there are a lot of other wrestling interviews. If you're new to the channel, check out the playlist of wrestling interviews from Mickey James. I've uh, had Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods uh, as guests on this show. Um, and of course, Rob Van Dam. 
Bobby the Brain Heenan I met many, 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 many years ago and had a quick, quick conversation with him. So check it out, the wrestling interview section of the My123Cents YouTube channel. Subscribe to both the podcast and YouTube and leave a review. Don't forget to donate a toy and check out Stride Pro Wrestling as well. Friends, thank you so much for listening and or watching. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery